0: Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. So happy to be with you in the building. This episode of Full Circle is sponsored by Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Make sure that you, if you are looking to release the distractions in your life that keep you from living an authentic, whole, and complete life, if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, people-pleasing, or destructive behaviors, then tapping may be a modality that can help you. Make sure you check out Dr. Gigi, Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Visit their website at tapping. With DrGG.com or visit her on social media at Tapping with DrGG and see if tapping is a modality that would be beneficial for you. Also, Full Circle is sponsored by Serendipity Innovation. It is a black woman owned technology firm specializing in building technology products that serve and support your business. Everything from app development to e commerce, website development, and so much more, they got you covered. Visit their website at serendipityinnovation.com. That's serendipityinnovation.com. And make sure you tell all of our sponsors that you heard it right here on Full Circle. Now, family, I'm super excited for today's guest. So I think I shared with you guys a couple of months back that I was a coach for this program called SVP Fast Pitch. And what SVP Fast Pitch did was they took 18 nonprofits, and we, as uh, I was a speaker coach, and so what I did was help a nonprofit perfect their pitch. We did pitches. We did two rounds of pitches uh, in our group. Our, we met like once every couple of weeks, and then we had. The people that had the highest scores or the nonprofits that had the highest scores went on to the big stage where they were competing for um, money for their nonprofits. And so I wasn't a coach of this nonprofit. But as soon as I heard their story, I knew that I wanted to have them on full circle. And so I'm glad that they're here today. I want to welcome Alicia Eugene and Jackie Buchanan to the show. They are from Urban Advocates and Achievers. Now, Urban Advocates and Achievers, or you'll hear, hear us refer to them as UAA, is a nonprofit community-based organization founded in 2012. Their mission is to disrupt the school-to-prison pipeline by providing students and families with a holistic and personalized approach that empowers and uplifts both the student and their family in their pursuit of academic achievement, excellence, educational equity, and economic stability. So, joining us today again are Jackie Buchanan, the Deputy Director of Operations and Development, and Alicia Eugene, who is the founder and CEO of Urban Advocates and Achievers. Welcome to the program, ladies. Wow!
1: Well, thank you, Miss Wanda. <laughs> that was a phenomenal introduction, and thank you for thank having you, us. Thank you. Thank you. We are. So excited to be here with you. You're welcome. And you
0: know, like, for the, the first moment I met you guys, I was like, you guys have to, you have to be on the show. Like, that was our first night meeting. And I was yes. like, you guys have to be on the show. Because I believe so much in what you're doing and hearing. Um, well, I didn't hear your story the first night. But just hearing about what you guys do uh, as, I was going to say as a former parent. I'm, all, I'm a parent. My son is grown. <laughs> but as a parent, right. seeing and going through um Educational challenges with my son and peers and things like that um, back in those days, hearing what you guys do and wishing that for my friends or, you know, other acquaintances that may have had their child may have had other struggles within the education system, wishing that that those things that you offer now would have been available, but also knowing how much I love this community now and glad that you offer these services yes. to our families that may need a little assistance navigating through the educational system. Right. So first, before we get started with the conversation, introduce yourself to the Full Circle family and then we'll dive into
1: what UAA is all about. So thank you so much. And again, thank you for having us on here. And I wanna say good morning, happy Black History Month, and uh, hello, uh, full, so, so, full Circle listeners and ladies and families. Thank you. Um, again my name is Alicia Eugene I'm the founder and CEO of Urban Advocates and Achievers and uh, which is called UAA I'm a Sacramento native and I grew up in North Highlands and that's where my heartbeat is my heartbeat is Sacramento I was born in Kansas I know nothing about Kansas but <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's my heartbeat is here in Sacramento to yeah. make sure we empower students and make sure we've got diamonds in a rough yeah. so we're just trying to take off the roughness and let these students really shine because they are true achievers out there
0: yeah 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 miss Jackie introduce yourself to the full circle family
2: hi and thank you miss uh Wanda this full circle show is a definite uh welcome especially for Sacramentoans yes. Um, I am (laughs) the Deputy Director of uh, Operations and Development for Urban Advocates and Achievers and the reason why I started uh, working with Miss Alicia is because I saw the the need really Um, my background is in marketing and communications I came from a hotel background and, uh, and but I have a lot of family members that are in teaching uh, education backgrounds in in my family so uh, they all wanted me to go into teaching but that wasn't for me so <laughs> here I am but uh, I see the importance of uh, our community in, in bringing up our uh, black and brown students specifically um, there's just so much that there's just a need bottom line yeah there's a need and and we definitely want to fill it and UAA is here to do that so uh, happy uh, black history month and i'm looking forward to speaking to everyone today
0: yeah 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 You, Eug- uh, eugene alicia <laughs> yeah. um tell us about what was the catalyst that made you
1: found uaa sure um it's almost like reliving a part of a part of my life that really would have inspired urban advocates and achievers um sitting on a school board as the first african-american female board member was very tumultuous in my first 5 years in those fri- first 5 years um, i really had to put on a, a body of steel armor because the folks that were on that board did not want to hear me talk about black and brown students suffering and not being successful at that school district which happened to be Twin Rivers um, and during my 5 years i won my seat back in 2000 uh 2007 uh finished my my uh, my uh, board um, service in 2012 but during that time of those five tumultuous years I mean I had five board members and a superintendent uh, you know they painted me as a disgruntled angry black woman and Mm -hmm. if you've ever been put into that portrayal which is so wrong about black women in general we're passionate people so we're here to make sure that things that have been done wrong, especially to our kids, are going to be set right. And so I was dealing with that. I was uh, I was disrespected in closed sessions um, or their attempt to sanction me and silence me during board meetings um, by cutting off my microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was crazy is at uh, all board meetings, I was even, well, most of them, I was approached by a, uh, a set of folks that, They happen to be Caucasian folks, but they were there to threaten me talking about, I better stop talking about black and brown students. Mm. And when I had said this to the superintendent, you know, you would think that he would get the Twin Rivers police to help protect me. But I finally, on multiple times trying to tell him look i need to have security and somebody better be in front of that door because my life is at danger i was even concerned about my son's life because he was actually going to twin rivers when i was on that board so i had a lot to be concerned about besides just doing the right thing for my folks just students of color uh in general but more so those students that i saw in that five years on that school to prison pipeline so you know and just to go further i mean I would say the one thing I hung my hat on. There were several things I hung my hat on by speaking my piece. Mm -hmm. What I saw, being, uh, you know, I saw parents coming in there, whether you were black, brown, white, students, uh, parents that had students that were that had disabilities. They were not being treated equitably with their education. That was one reason I started Urban Advocates. I saw students in that school to prison pipeline more so black and brown students than other nationalities, and they were being brought up on minor. Infractions like bringing a toenail clipper to school or something silly. When you heard what these students were being charged with, it was ridiculous, and that sets the tone for that student's success going forward. the The other thing that I want to share with our listeners is this, Miss Wanda, is that. Um, You know the superintendent and the five board members made a coordinated attempt to stop me from having courageous conversations about the school funding for teachers and community organizations you know working towards uh equity in education and opportunities that's what's lost that's the conversation we should be having most frequently with our parents and we're going to be later in your show i'm going to be talking about workshops that ua is going to be having talking about our work in that area specifically and support it because we we love our teachers we love to work with great teachers great administrators especially our teachers of color because they're the ones that are mostly accosted trying to do the right thing also on the front line Mm -hmm. because they're working in the trenches directly with our babies Um, but you know when I talked about those courageous conversations they didn't want me to have those conversations because especially when I talked about students of color and students with disabilities their attempt at school closures in Del Paso Heights would create segregated schools that would eliminate resources services and perpetuate the school to prison pipeline for black and brown students and when they tried to do those school closures the house was packed they literally shut down the meeting when I said segregated schools Mm. They, and that's a that's a brown act violation right yeah. there in itself yeah. but it didn't stop me I kept talking I I was trust me they were trying to threaten me in all coming to in different directions but that didn't stop Alicia K. I I kept moving <laughs> 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 and what happened next what really really literally changed my life what I thought that um, when things were getting rough for me uh, the grand jury I was one of four people in the Sacramento, uh... county other leaders had filed uh... complaints against twin rivers with the grand jury so i was one of them and what happened next changed my life forever on the front page of the sacramento Bee, in bold print it read vindicated um, because uh... the next uh... next to my name Uh, Because the grand jury had revealed unethical conduct, Mm. misappropriation of funds, among many other violations against Twin Rivers. So things that I had been saying all along, besides the injustices happening to kids, truly came to fruition. You know, I didn't need to necessarily see vindicated in the Sacramento Bee to know that I was on the right path. But it was a great thing to see that. Sure. And uh, I get kind of emotional talking about that. But... I'm a survivor of, if you want to call it, uh, the trauma that these folks put me through. But I consider myself a survivor because I believe that uh, I was there to save educational lives and make a point. Um, This experience gave birth to the Urban Advocates and achievers. you know, I I love my baby. (laughs) We stopped the school to prison pipeline and start the pathways to educational opportunities by defending, protecting, and representing the rights of urban communities by helping our students discover how gifted and talented they truly are. And that's what we're about. We're trying to help these babies understand they are talented. Yeah, You know, the numbers are there. Our kids got talent, but it's the talents being taken away from them. And they're being told something else. And so... Um, that's a little bit in, you know. I can. I'll pause for a minute if you need to uh, ask me something. Well, I'm going to you know. let
0: you <laughs> compose yourself for a moment, and I'm going <laughs> to give you your flowers because uh, you know it's Black History Month, and yes. you are Black History. Yes. You. We have a Black History Legend in the studio with us today. Just, I want to know what gave you that fight, but before I do, again, you saw that something wasn't right in the school district. And some of that may have been personal experience with your own child or whatever you saw what wasn't right. And then you just did something about it. And I think a lot of times we and I'm guilty of this myself. I'll say they need to they need somebody needs to. But (laughs) rarely have I been the one to step up and you were the one to step up. And all the crap that you went through, almost, <laughs> almost, cuss, <laughs> all the crap that you went through, but you knew that you were doing the right thing. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's what that's what your legacy is going to be, it, and is is you saw something wasn't right and you did something about it. Oh yeah, yeah. And that to me that's admirable, and I want to give you all of oh. your flowers because you know the, again. There are more people like me sitting on the sidelines than like you that are doing
1: the work. <laughs> well, I thank you because you you have me on your show, and you're part of that history as well, Ms. Wanda. But I will share this with you. Um, when I was in it, and I was in it thick, I was up late night preparing for every board meeting, doing my research. I wasn't going to sign off, or they thought I was going to be that black woman that was going to sign off mm-hmm. uh-uh mm-hmm. no yeah not at the ex- i'm not here to sell out I'm, i don't do that yeah and one thing that i will say is it was because of our past heroes people heroes that i may not know all the heroes in black history that hung from a tree but literally that's what kept me going i looked at the writings of what Mal- malcolm um, uh, malcolm x did with martin luther king and um I was gonna not let anybody take me off track because my kids were watching me. Yeah, they're they're all. I have three college graduates, but the one reason that was resonating why I ran or when I ran for the I had no idea when I was going to run for office that it was going to be this serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you're in need, thick in it, you can make a choice either go with the. (laughs) <laughs> rubber stamp it or mm-hmm. you can do the right thing whether you have the votes or not yeah and my kids were watching me through this whole thing so I one thing I wanted them to take away with whether you have the votes or you don't have anybody behind you you stand on your principles regardless of whatever else somebody's got to say because the truth is gonna come out at the end anyway yeah and I, the other reason why I started to besides seeing the school to prison pipeline among black and brown kids and just how students were being treated with disabilities was my own personal story with my all three of my kids. I mean, those were really my case when I look back at it. Mm-hmm. Those were really my case case test <laughs> <laughs> in the cool school system because my uh, my one of my daughters had graduated from Mills College and she by her you know she that first year at Mills College it told me the level of education that she did not get mm. from where she took because that first year for her, you know, even though she was getting getting A's and B's at Mills College, which is a private female college in Oakland. Um, that that curriculum was much more than what they did not prepare her for. So I want our parents to know that what you think their A's and B's not may not necessarily paint that picture of knowing that they're prepared. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, my middle daughter graduated from East Bay. Um, she now flies for uh, American Airlines, and so for her, um, being she she struggled at the um, at charter schools as well as. Uh, in the public schools, in math, as a parent, I spent $15,000 between her and my baby, my other, my youngest child, uh, for math and reading. No one should have to spend $15,000, mm-hmm. number one. I had to scrap to get that. Yeah. But most of us don't have 15000 for extra services to that's put true. our kids to get something they should have gotten from public schools. Yeah. So that's my second test case. My third one was what was said to me about my kid when uh, he was in the fourth grade, he said, the teacher told him, well, because your son struggles in math, he can probably be a warehouse worker. Mm. Well, you know what? She was lucky that I would not reach over to that table at that meeting (laughs) and wring her neck, but I I kept it composed and let her know that, you know, you're not going to sit here and tell me what my kid's going to be. He's going to be the next CEO of whatever company he starts or be whatever he chooses to be, but you're not going to sit here and pigeonhole this child or my kid. And it, it, It made me stop for a minute, Mr. Wanda, to think how many other kids or parents did Mm -hmm. she say this to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want this lady in front of my kid. Mm -hmm. Give me a good teacher that's not going to give up. Okay, because they're out there. Mm -hmm. It's just we've got some folks that shouldn't be in front of kids because that's educational child abuse as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. And when she said that. That's what gave me my purpose, because once people started to see how I articulated getting my kids through school, I have three college graduates, and the happy ending in my story, let me back up a little bit. When she had said that to me, I was floored. I let my son know what she had said. Mm -hmm. and um, he you know he was not happy with that as well so my son just graduated in May from San Jose State with his bachelor's degree in science and business Mm -hmm. and you know he's he's thriving he got a he's working for a a university out here in in Sacramento all three of my kids are thriving and I have you know I put it to knowing how to advocate that it comes down to knowing how to advocate and not backing down because at the end of the day parents and families You're the boss. You pay your property taxes in Sacramento. If you pay your property taxes, those administrators should be listening to your concerns. Those teachers, all the great teachers are gonna, you let your teachers know. It's about staying in communication with your teachers and doing your part as a parent by assisting your student at home. But your voice is so important. I can't stress that enough, especially coming to a board meeting. Listen, see what decisions they're making about your child at that school district. Find out if your student is in a segregated school. Find out what kind of, the level of education your child is getting, is it it, uh, acceptable to you? And bottom line, here's the one that I really want you guys to pay attention to is this. Your education should not be determined by your zip code Mm. because that's what it's coming down to. When you Mm. think about, this is, this year is, The 60th anniversary of Brown versus the Board of Education. And we still see segregation in our backyards right now. Yeah. Right now. So this is the reason why I started my baby. Yeah. And people don't know about us, but the ones that have, we have great accolades from the families that we have made a difference from. We know where we took them from and how they're thriving today. We have a, an, one thing that is synonymous about what we do exclusively, exclusively, is we create the footprint to understanding how your child is, what type of child your, what type of learner your child is, and what career they wanted. We do assessments that helps us identify where their strengths and weaknesses are at, and we close those gaps. That's how, that's why UAA can close the education gap. We understand where their career is. So we're not here to tell them, no, you can't be an architect. No, you can't be an archeologist. Uh, heck yeah, we're gonna tell you you can be whatever you wanna be. If you wanna be that next astronaut or you can be that hidden figure lady at NASA, uh-huh. heck yeah, because those are my those are my heroes right there. Yeah. You can, We need to empower our females and let them know that if you've never watched Hidden Figures, which is one of my favorite movies, you gotta pay attention to that movie because a great number of African American women were showcased in that movie, besides the the three main ones, that show that they were human computers and they didn't let anything defy them, and we have to have that same that same. Uh, that same idealism and belief that we can do it. So math is not is is I want our students to know math is not scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's just understanding. Once we get you assessed yeah. and let you know what your strengths are and where we note where we need to strengthen your weaknesses at, hey, you're off to the races. Run your race.
0: Yeah. Oh man, you can tell family Miss Alicia is very passionate about this and and it's really refreshing to hear someone be so passionate about our kids and about educating them but also educating and supporting families. So we're going to take a quick break family when we come back more with Alicia Eugene and Jackie Buchanan from Urban Advocates and Achievers you'll learn more, grab your friends and family, you'll learn more you'll learn how you can um, interact with UAA and how you can support Support UAA. Keep it right here. We've got a good show, family. It's full circle. We'll be right back after this.
2: Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.
0: Full Circle is sponsored by Serendipity Innovation, a woman-owned technology firm specializing in building technology products that serve and support your health, wealth, and business. If you're new in business, want to refresh your website or create an app to better serve your customers, reach out to Serendipity Innovation today. Serendipity Innovation is more than just a boutique agency. They are a heart-centered team dedicated to transforming lives through the power of technology, engineering, and emotional well-being. Tell them you heard it on Full Circle for a free consultation. Start the year off right. Get your business in the forefront with Serendipity Innovation. Visit their website at serendipityinnovation.com. That's serendipityinnovation.com. And tell them you heard it on Full Circle.
2: And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and Friend and sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle.
0: We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Ms. Wanda, having a wonderful, wonderful conversation with my guests. New friends to the show, Alicia Eugene and Jackie Buchanan of Urban Advocates and Achievers. Family, you definitely want to make sure you tune into this whole episode. If you miss any part for any reason, make sure that you are following Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. You can hear this show when it drops on Tuesday at noon and then share it with your friends and family. Share it with your friends that have children that are in the educational system that need, you know, may need some assistance or mm-hmm. may just want some further information. We are having a con- a good conversation. You can tell if you heard it. the first segment that Miss Alicia is very passionate about this subject and passionate about our kids getting you know, the education, the equity in education that we, that they, that we deserve. And so um, coming back, uh, you know, we talked a little bit during the break and I want to make sure that we talk about this because this was a huge impact on all of us, but especially for children in school, COVID's impact on, UAA. Well, first of all, before we talk about that, let's tell a little bit more about what UAA does and how you serve families, and then we'll talk about how COVID impacted that. Because you started in 2012, so you were good, you were going, right? And then COVID hit all of us, right? (laughs) So talk about (laughs) how you, what services you provide
1: to families, and where do you provide services? Sure. So uh, logistics, since COVID, actually, I'll I'll start with that, has not stopped us or impeded us from. just be here, just to be servic- servicing Sacramento area. I've worked with clients as far as Gilroy, Fresno, California, even as far as Los Angeles um, on a few cases. So uh, logistics is not a problem. <laughs> um, what we would like parents to know about is is advocacy because understanding your rights is so very important in this education schema because of the fact that what you don't know can hurt you and your baby. And especially when we talk about students that have uh, special education needs, so and that's the majority of our kids, or our students that are in the education gap. And if you don't know, um, I'm going to let uh, J- Jackie give some definitions about what I've just said. But our focus is students in the promise zone, the Sacramento promise zone, and students that are in crisis. I'm going to say that again. We we help all students, black, brown, white, doesn't matter, because all of our students, most of our nationalities are in the um, education gap, which, Jackie, you want to give a quick definition of the education gap, or do you have um, – I'll go ahead and talk about the education gap then. <laughs>
2: Jackie's like, I'm, I'm enjoying this
1: show. I am enjoying this show. <laughs> when we talk about equity, equity is truly about making sure that what is taught up in Granite Bay or whether it's in um, Del Paso Heights – that if a student is struggling with learning math, for example, and they're teaching math in a certain way in Granite Bay versus Del Paso Heights, that it's equitable, you know, it's like visualizing three kids looking at a baseball game and there's a fence. One kid's, one child, the first child is short, so he can't even look over the fence. The middle child of the three kids is kind of seeing the top rim of the fence and a little bit of the baseball Game. The third child is fully engaged watching the football game because they each have um, boxes that are that they're standing on. One child doesn't have a box, but the other two are having boxes that they're standing on, trying to view the game. We're trying to make sure we're leveling the foot the baseball game or whatever game. That way, any student, whatever they're learning, is getting the same education, but they're going to learn it a little bit differently. And that's how you reach your child. That's what we talk about. I won't get into pedagogy training, what teachers do to help reach our kids, but we have some great teachers that what we do, we partner, we lock hands with our our teachers out there and our administrators because we are family. We make sure that we're here to make sure that what your child, there's an engagement between you and that relationship with that teacher and that administrator. Let them know because your voice is so important on that campus. So if you, the the squeaky the squeaky wheel gets the, the attention, that old saying there, okay? So what we do is make sure with advocacy that the parent understands their rights. Understanding your rights is an empowerment method all in itself. Mm-hmm helping your child understand their rights, letting them know that it's not okay for someone to tell you that you're not more than, you know, what what happened to my child. You, you, you have to correct that right from the get-go. And when you're at an IEP meeting, they're saying acronyms that most parents are not saying. When we go to an IEP meeting, we make sure acronyms are said out loud. You tell us the full meaning. Don't give me an acronym for that parent. Don't try to insult that parent. You make sure that that parent understands what you're saying, what you're trying to uh, propose to them. It's a proposal. It doesn't mean that, parents, that you have to accept that proposal. You may want to say, hey, no, Jamal learns this way. I would like you to write a goal that fits Jamal learning this way okay and that's what i talk about equity and when we go back to the education gap specifically if you were to go visit the california department of education's website you'll i I don't i there's charts up there that would show for the last for 2022 about 75 percent of our students black and brown students are not achieving this is a conversation that is so important that they're not talking about when COVID hit, and going back to your question a little bit further, Ms. Wanda, mm-hmm. when you go to the California Department of Education's website, it shows reading and math, or language arts and math. So black and brown students, about 75% of our students of, uh, throughout California are not doing well. They're not meeting uh, the necessary recommend, uh, requirements for uh, doing well in reading and math. That's that's it. That's when you go there. But it shows if you were to look at Caucasian, uh, uh, Asian American students, they're, doing, they're faring well. And if you were to look a fur- further, you would look at the zip codes of finding out where specifically these students are doing well at. So when you look at schools that are in zip codes of like Del Paso Heights, some schools, I'm not saying all schools, yeah. I'm not saying that whatsoever but I'm saying that some schools are not faring well and it could be high teacher turnover, it could be a lot of different variables, so it's not on the kids. There are some factors that yes, we can improve on as parents and students. We have to hold ourselves accountable, yes we do. However, it is not fully the, the the education has the responsibility has to come from that school you are entitled to the best education so you can go get that best job so when you look at the education gap it's the lack of opportunities and the gap of how well students are learning it doesn't mean that our students can't learn far from it we got some brilliant kids out there it's what's being taught and how what one size does not fit all yeah and that's the best way I can describe the education gap. We have to allow accommodations, whether you're in special education or you're in that education gap, or you could just have a kid like mine that struggled with math, and the teacher is just gonna teach it one way. You have to be, uh, our teacher friends have to be able to reach out to our kids in different modalities in order to make sure all of us succeed, because we all have to get there together. If we don't, we're gonna still have it. The definition of insanity is what? doing Doing the same same thing thing Mm -hmm. over and over again and that's why we have a that's why we still have an education gap over 60 years unacceptable unacceptable yeah, expecting the
0: same results by doing doing the same thing over and over again. And you're right. You know, I, I'm a my, my other profession is in training. So when you talked about pedagogy, i like that was my thing right there. Where <laughs> you know we, we have to understand and distinguish between those kinesthetic those those kids that learn by touching and feeling, those right. by doing, those by simply hearing or reading. Um, more visual learners. And and I know a teacher. Man, first of all. Shout out to every teacher out there. That is a job. That is a job. That is a job. That's what we're going to (laughs) say. But, you know, so I know they have a lot on their plate, a lot to juggle, but those little nuances of knowing how Jamal learns versus how you know this person learns versus how this person learns, and being able to tweak the curriculum just enough, or being able to tweak the, their one-on-one or their small sure. group interaction just right. enough to hit those students' needs. Yes, that that's that's the important part. That's it's so true. And as his parents, we need to make sure that that's happening.
1: Yes, and I will say this, and Jackie's going to talk about some more of our programs, but advocacy is one of them Uh, when we talk about understanding your rights. It's so much more than just understanding your rights. It's really about using your voice box to speak your truths about, you know, you can be passionate, and the difference what we want our administrators, when you step on a campus, we want you to go onto that campus. We're training you as a parent to know what documentation is. Document everything every day. You know, be in contact with that teacher saying, hey, jamal had a hard time learning his multiplication or and this is where i think he's having a problem at maybe we can get him some more exercises in or he could stay after school with you you know because that's what's important Mm -hmm. and one thing that i i will say this i mean as a uh, advocate we call ourselves education first responders as advocates, Mm. um, equity, education first responders, because we're right there on the scene, right when something goes down. Because when we get that phone call from a parent that's having a student that's in crisis, and whether that student's getting ready to be uh, suspended because of some small, whatever happened to them, we are stopping what we're doing and taking information down from that parent. And then we're going to find out how we can get on campus to find out, let's get this situation rectified and under control. Because mom, and dad are about to lose it. They, they, moms, you know, we as moms, don't mess with the babies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when, especially when you're telling me that my son is not learning and you've given up on him, come on. So we do advocacy, it's so much more about understanding your rights, but also knowing how to step on the campus, documenting your information, getting your questions written down and get them answered and making sure that something is getting done with getting your child, your son or daughter, educated. We do Family Academy, or uh, it's Family Academy where it's almost like a university where it's mom and dad going with us on field trips with their child. It could be a STEM event, going to UC Davis. It could be um, going to the Science Museum. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, we're engaging with parents understanding about different modalities, about understanding how your child learns. Uh, getting your child tested. And that's when we talk about educational assessments. Mm -hmm. We're unique to that. UAA is unique to providing educational assessments as well as career assessments. And those make a lot of sense because when we talk about Common Core, it ties closely into Common Core. It transform your life. Visit tappingwithdrgg.com today. That's tappingwithdrgg.com.
2: She's empowering women through conversation. She's Miss Wanda and this is Full Circle.
0: We're back family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host Miss Wanda. Make sure you are following, liking, sharing Miss Wanda's Full Circle radio on your favorite podcasting platform. This has been a great conversation today. Thank you to my guest Alicia Eugene, founder and CEO of Urban Advocates and Achievers. Miss Jackie Buchanan, Deputy Director of Operations and Development. And family, again, if you've heard any part of today's conversation, you know how Passionate that these ladies are about making sure that we see our children succeed. And before we uh, went, or as we were talking uh, off air, Miss Alicia, you were talking about how uh, you, you know your whole goal is to disrupt that prison that school to prison pipeline and create a pipeline to college. Yes. A pipeline to success. Correct. Um, Before we go there, though, so I want to make sure that families that are listening understand that you serve families in all areas. Um, no matter where they're located, you can serve a family in an, in in any area within the Sacramento, within California, wherever. Yes, exactly. Um, what? But I want to ask: What was before we go further? What was you mentioned the Promise Zone? What is that? Got it.
1: Got it. So Promise Zone for us in Sacramento is in Oak Park. Okay. Um, there's other out uh, surrounding areas within the Promise Zone. So we're talking of South Sacramento, could be on the outskirts of. Uh, I'm trying to think Del of uh, Del Paso Heights, mm-hmm. um, uh, Arden Arcade, certain areas of that, mm-hmm. or North mm-hmm. Sacramento, I'll say North Sacramento, um, Green, green uh, not so much the outskirts of, uh, do we have Greenhaven green on there? Greenhaven, yeah. But it's once you, you 22, go ahead, Jackie, yeah, once you go ahead and give a definition.
2: There's 22 miles that were designated as a Promise Zone. So. Um, In April of 2015, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development announced that Sacramento received uh, um, a Promise Zone uh, designation, Mm -hmm. which uh, creates partnerships between federal, state and local agencies to give local leaders proven tools to improve the quality of life in some of Sacramento's most vulnerable areas. Which uh, which is I think is great because we're Sacramento is one of 26. There were uh, in 36 states there were 123 applications for mm. to be have a city Des- in their state designated as a promise zone. Um, with that, Sacramento was chosen in 2015, which is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Sacramento was one, uh, um, yeah. That, and we're the only one in Northern California. We there is a Promise Zone in Southern California, but uh, being that we're here and in the capital, uh-huh. that is just a is, is great. So wow. the Promise Zone um, encompasses twenty-two square square miles of um, economically hardest hit neighborhoods in the city. More than thirty percent of the residents in the Promise Zone. Have yet to achieve a high school diploma or GED. Nearly a quarter of the residents um, in the Promise Zone are foreign-born, which now is probably even more because mm-hmm. this was in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's we we already know we uh-huh. we it's definitely more than uh, uh, 30% now. Sure, uh, but it's designed to help. And in, uh, to increase jobs, increase economic uh, um, activity, improve educational opportunities, right. improve health and wellness—very important—and yes. fas- facilitate neighborhood re- 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 revitalization re- yes. re- revitalization. Re- revitalization. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm saying it and not saying yeah. it. Right. So, but but I do think um, when Kevin johnson was mayor this is when this was enacted I think uh so. yes yeah. yes uh-huh on the onset of him but uh but besides that now there's just a larger scope i would even say uh right. um think, for more people in sacramento right. residents excuse me in in sacramento but then too anyone can go to the promise zone website and see if they are part of that promise zone there's a map on based on, on zip codes yes yeah. based oh, okay. on zip codes as well uh, as well as just to see if you're in it if you have questions yeah. it's a really good website and it's it it, it helps you kind of navigate everything so um, questions and 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 what you're what you can get from you know, being being in that zone.
1: That's where our work comes from is the education piece because you heard mm-hmm. Jackie mention that the statistic statistically about folks not having their high school diploma rep, diploma mm-hmm. is just we got to stop we have got to change that dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Yes. Um, so in, you're talking about disrupting the creating a new pipeline, the pipeline yes. to college. You've got some things coming up and a major campaign that you want to, that you're going to be rolling out to help UAA
1: get into the forefront of creating this new pipeline? Exactly, thank you for that question. So yeah, we're excited to launch our campaign. The pre-launch is gonna be May uh, through, uh, it, uh, it's gonna start in May, but it will go through August, but our the, the campaign is called the Stop UAA Stop the School to Prison Pipeline and Start the Pathways to Equitable Educational Opportunities the campaign strategically promotes um, simultaneously UAA's gifted and talented achiever program which we call the GTAP. and what that GTAP is it takes on our students that are in crisis it does it talks about the programs it com- It encompasses our programs which is advocacy, family academy, our STEAM, our NSBE program it really takes our we take our students where they're at and we just take them to where they're trying to get to yeah. it's, it's just yeah. that simple so mm-hmm. that campaign gets UAA's name recognition out mm-hmm. there. It serves that person, that purpose. But most importantly, it serves the purpose that we no longer want to be a hidden gem yeah. in yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. We have been doing the work. We just need to partner. We want to lock hands with our school districts, our local school site councils, our universities here, our municipalities, because we need uh, sponsorships. We need partnerships. Yes. We're here to partner with other our LO fellow our fellow. Other nonprofits, we're here to service students that are hurting right now because they were hurting prior to COVID. Yeah. And if I didn't mention this to you before, Ms. Um, Wanda, was the fact that students before COVID are already were two years behind mm-hmm. special education and an education gap. After COVID, it's three to four years behind. Mm-hmm. So parents, it's important that you get contact. us about getting your child assessed and find out where they're at. And part of that campaign also includes many uh, activities we're going to be doing. We're going to have computer giveaways to showcase what UAA is about, but we're also helping students that don't have access to a computer. So when they start the new school year out in 2024, 2025, UAA wants to be a part of that helping hand, but also help those that don't have a computer. Mm -hmm. We also um, are going to be doing... Uh, trips to Mozak, you know, this, uh, as well as student parent resource fairs where it's, mm-hmm. we're going to get with our local um, partners, whether we need health checkups, because if you're going to be in school, you got to be healthy. Yes. And we know that's an, mentally or just physically, as well as just in general, have a piece of uh, self- because that's going to be so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to have some other events, but we're going to really encompass, encompass about what UA is about, our brand, and the brand is about helping these diamonds in the rough become those shining uh, diamonds that they truly are the achievers and so that's what our campaign is about and the the focus here is and i didn't mention this if i may Ms. wanda is the gtap is an information will have informational workshops through may through august to enroll between 400 to a thousand new students and families for ua's gifted and talented achiever program for the 2024-25 school year um, so that means we need sponsorships out there <laughs> um, number two is to increased literacy rates and proficiency rates in common core curriculum for students identified in the education gap students at promise and students with disabilities number three create meaningful and impactful partnerships as a service provider community partner with our churches community-based nonprofits com- uh, corporations financial institutions Construction trade unions, because we have those uh, segment of students that want to go into the trades. We need electricians. We need welders out there. Mm-hmm. So and they pay well. So mm-hmm. st- you know, and we can get that training by in partnerships with our fellow unions out there. We want to do that. Yeah, uh, we want to work with our employee-based unions as well as mun- municipalities. The city of Sacramento, uh, UAA has never received a grant at all from city of Sacramento and. Why not? We're here. (laughs) We've applied. Um, Colleges and universities, as well as we wanna partner with um, our health organizations. And we've had a great partnership and we continue to have a great partnership with HEC. I wanna give them a shout out. Health Education Council, Mm. phenomenal nonprofit organization that UAA will be working closely with in the upcoming year as well. Number four, Partnering and working with our educators and schools at, and local educational um, agencies to improve academic achievement for students in the Sacramento Promise Zones. And just to kind of piggyback behind Jackie, the Promise Zone is really within the city of Sacramento. Yes. So all the city council people within their zip codes. That's kind of that's the best way to give a description of yeah. that what that geographic. Uh, Area. Picture looks like. Mm-hmm. Area. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number five, and lastly, number five is usually UAA shall partner and assist schools increase high school graduation rates among students of color and dramatically decrease the number of suspensions and expulsions among students of color. I can't say that enough because yeah. that's how you stop the school to prison pipeline. We have to focus on it. We've got to look at the boards and say, hey, do you have. Um, rules under your board guidelines that are hurting our babies you know your 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 regulations have to change are they outdated are they and most likely they are but (laughs) let's take a look at them (laughs) okay and and so um i just that's that's the campaign yeah that's what we're trying to do
0: okay miss alicia i got a question for you (laughs) Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) given all that you've gone through Would you do it over again? Yes. And talk about (laughs) being on the Twin River School Board—the whole thing.
1: Yeah. When you find out what your purpose is in life. Unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. I would hands down do it again. Yeah. And be much more powerful.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That just—it gives me chills. Yes. be first of all being face to face I can't even imagine hearing it on the radio but just being face to face with you and seeing your passion um, and knowing that no matter what you know the what this work is doing for the
1: community yeah yeah that's it's a beautiful thing it's such a beautiful thing yeah I, I have nothing to be afraid of and run from it if anything uh, I want those folks to not be afraid of me because I'm not running from them. Yes. <laughs> UAA is coming, and we're coming full force, and we got a dynamic, great team of people that work for UAA. I didn't mention that before, but it's really your team that makes an organization. And I can't say enough about Miss Jackie Buchanan, as well as Tanisha Davis, Jack Buchanan, as well as our phenomenal student assistants that we've got from. Uh, Sac State as, as well as UC Davis Mauricio um, Jennifer and uh, Victoria. Victoria from City College so we really have a lot to be in um, some great partnerships with getting those student assistants so yeah. um, yes hands down I would run to gladly yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: talk to parents a little bit in that same realm anyone that's listening that about the importance of them. You talked about it earlier, but I want to reiterate the importance of getting involved with your local school board. School board.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and before I mentioned about the uh-huh. school board, I left off my board. I have a phenomenal board. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave the board I out. I can't leave like my leave board without, out. Yeah. Uh, Kavita, <laughs> Saravanan, um, uh, uh, help me with the other ones. I can't, oh man, I can't believe. No, I just want to make sure I mentioned my board is phenomenal. Uh, Yes, we haven't gotten their pictures up there yet, oh, okay. but um, we have Raja Kadir, who is an administrator who's been a phenomenal um, uh, leader at Twin Rivers that um, has his own story. But n- none to say that partnering with people from the IT world, as far as, as well as people that are coming from the teaching aspect and from the universities, we've uh, Dr. Raheem Reed from UC Davis, who has since retired, is a part of our board. Dr. Vicky Gomez and Dr. Stacy. Um, can't think of Dr. Stacy's last name right now, she but just um, was married. So. Yeah, yeah was. we've had some phenomenal. <laughs> yes. We've got some phenomenal board members on our yeah. team, and it's with the board's direction and where we're going that is helping UAA create that atmosphere where they are able to support families and bring on more partnerships so i want to make sure i recognize that Mm -hmm. going back to your question (laughs) Uh
0: uh, can you repeat it again for me yeah what would you say to anyone that may be listening about the importance of working
1: with their local getting involved with their local school board i would say number one run for office because we've got entrenched people mm-hmm. at these boards that have sat on boards for yeah. more than 10 years mm-hmm. and they just had so that's number one run for office as a board member because then you'll understand about the dynamics and it will mm-hmm. really educate you about what boards do and what they make decisions on in your community number two the importance of going to a board meeting is to find out what decisions are being made yeah and you can get a hold of any time there's a board meeting they have to post within 24 to 48 hours what the agenda is get a hold of that agenda look at what's on there what they're going to be discussing if you have questions about that that's your opportunity you have two minutes at every board meeting the board can't respond to to anything that you're saying under general public comment because that's what that is and it's usually before or during um, the board meeting before they actually start making decisions on what they've put on the agenda, but you have two minutes to discuss any concern that you have if you want it, uh, if it's relative to what's on the board, uh, if it's what's relative to on the agenda, or if it's just a concern that you want put on the the agenda or something that you need to talk to school staff and maybe you've been ignored. That's your opportunity and one voice doesn't mean that's not significant. Three voices are powerful. Bring your friends, bring your sister, bring your uncle, bring your grandpa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your voice, your child's voice. And let me make sure, bring your child. Allow mm. your child to let them know how they feel about their school. Mm. Because nine times out of 10, the statistics they've shown uh, among African Americans, they say a lot of our students are fearful because of that school to prison pipeline. Mm. They're fearful that they might be taken and be accosted Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a child that's special education because I have a story that I'll share about Jamal mm-hmm. that leads into that, but those are the reasons why you should attend a board meeting. Your voice, your concerns, your child's concerns, they need to hear your child's voice up there. That's powerful. Yeah that's my that's my answer for you. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that I have Jamal um, is one of our clients that we've worked with in the uh, the school districts here in uh, Sacramento. And um, Jamal it was a kindergartner who was suspended about 28 times, Ms. Oh. Wanda, for just jumping up and down because that's how he processed information. Jamal is autistic. Um, UAA helped Jamal get on academic track for his grade level.